Oh, Mari. Yeah. Um, this is nothing to do with what's going on in the life currently and what's coming out of TV. This is completely unprompted. Mm-hmm. Um, who would play your ideal Geralt of Rivia in the Witcher series? Anyone. Literally anyone could do it. <laughs> it's not, it's not, okay. Like, we no, I know. Yeah. It could be anyone. It could literally be anyone. And that's why I'm asking. Anyone. Okay, you want a specific flavor. One. Because the flavor, the flavor is so the flavor that you're able to inject into Geralt. I mean, it's so minuscule. It's It's like, it's it's not. You can't play around with the character. Yeah, but if you like, what's the one flavor? Currently, we have Henry Cavill flavor. Yeah. But what is like, what flavor would you get in there? To just you know. Okay. What what dash of dash of um. What's like a nothing seasoning? Uh, onion powder. It's quite pungent if it wants to. You can fuck up a dish with. I've too got much my onion answer. Powder. I've got my answer. Okay, no, one of those packets you put in like crappy ramen broth. God, I fucking love those crappy packets. Yeah, but I get, we love Carol too. Like it matters. No, I'm, 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 but I, mean, I feel like if you add a whole ramen pack of seasoning to Geralt of Rudia, it will no longer be Geralt of Rudia. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, salt. Like, or, I, I salt. Salt or like Tesco's like everyday like value brand of like vegetable stock. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the liberal flavor <clears throat> we're discussing here. Uh, Andrew Garfield. <gasps> <laughs> what a fucking choice! Right. Like, I want Andrew Garfield to bring a toned-down version of him playing, what's-his-face, Jonathan Larson. Yeah, from Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> yeah. To Geralt, just to give him a little bit of je ne sais quoi. Because he has yeah. none. Like, it's the complete... Like, I think there's no more polar opposite to Geralt than Jonathan Larson. So yeah. I think it would be interesting to have a little bit of a pull. Mm-hmm. Then again... That would yeah yeah that's that's I'm gonna stick with that. I I feel like that's a good that's, answer. Yeah, right? that, that's 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 some that's it that Geralt tastes just a tiny bit different. Yeah, he's still gonna play um, a grumpy like you know, dad dad a grumpy dad because that's the Geralt character. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm going into different direction than you are. Okay, but also weirdly, same. Okay. Stanley Tucci. Incredible choice. Incredible choice. <laughs> that would, like, it has that same, like, kind of, like, Broadway yeah. appeal. Like, he's, but, but like, like, more to a of, different like, direction. But a play instead of a musical. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, Stanley Tucci great. in a silver wig, grunting, doing the axie sign to calm down <laughs> Roach. We were, to, for context, this has been recorded, this will be out in like two weeks, but like this is being recorded um, on like two, di- two days after The Witcher season two came out and we've yeah. both been grasped, grasped by it again. Yeah, um, yeah. And we just want to say that like Geralt, you know, just some guy, just some, some dude. Guy who- just some guy. <laughs> Geralt, is, Geralt is there to like, hold the boom you know yeah yeah exactly he's the boom mic operator <laughs> he's the boom he mic. needs to be no, there no, no. to make the um, story make sense but that's it yeah 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 exactly like he's... he doesn't move he just keeps his hands up and tries to like follow the voice yeah exactly and make you know that's what he does he's integral but like you know you kind of forget that he's he, if he wasn't there you would like you'd have you'd be like huh okay we can work around this yeah <laughs> Exactly. We're here to offend all boom mic operators. Yeah, except I'm like, I'm like, but then boom mic operators, God's gift to the earth. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> then you would keep, then you would see Fuck a movie everyone else no on set. Just boom mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then you would like, if you saw a movie without any sound in it, you would think like maybe this was meant to be this way. <laughs> maybe maybe it's. A... Maybe it's just maybe this is a silent movie. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I just need to like 
uh, I need to shift my expectations a little bit. Yeah. But okay, this is what we have, which is the same with Geralt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If Geralt wasn't there, you'd be like, okay, I can get behind this. Let me just like pivot a little Let bit. me like rearrange my thoughts real quick and then let's go yeah. back into this. Like we can live with this. It's not, yeah. it's like not, not as fun. Like you have to admit it's not as fun. There's a reason that we have sound it, and films. Yeah. But like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Welcome to our anti-Geralt of Rivia podcast. No, we love him. <laughs> I we fucking love, him. love Geralt. We love him. But he's just some guy. He's just some guy. He's just some guy. <laughs> he's just some fucking guy. He's just, he's just dude. He, he's the guy, you're in a bus, and it's like, you're going home after a night out, and it's full of drunk people. Then you make eye contact with him, and he's sober. Yeah. And you're slightly drunk, and you see the guy, and you're just like, well, this will not cost me. He's the one who won't cost me any trouble. Yeah, exactly. Also, they had to give him, like, you know, fancy silver hair and, like, big golden eyes, like a fucking, you know, yeah, 13-year-old anime character, because otherwise he'd have no discerning personality. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nothing they were like we have to give him like a look otherwise we're just gonna like not we don't you know? we would just see any matter we would be like is this girl you like walk past him in the street and be like could be Geralt, and then keep walking could be i don't know <laughs> we can't have it now because now he has he's got silver hair and the sword and big golden eyes honest to god yeah. like why would have done the same if i was 13 and writing a story yeah <laughs> She was mysterious. She had one blue eye and one green eye. Oh, heterochromia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was my warrior cat OC probably had one green and one blue eye. Pretty Aww. sure. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to Swamp It Up. Welcome to Swamp It Up. The podcast where we rate... (laughs) You're doing it? Go ahead. (laughs) The podcast where we compare every movie known to man to the Shrek Cinematic Universe, which is Shrek 1 and Shrek 2. I'm Rena. And I'm Mari. And we are your intrepid hosts. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Etc. This is great. This is also going to come out on the 28th, I'm pretty sure. So it'll be two days after my birthday. It's two days after, but it's the closest we can get this year. Yeah. Um, this is the special birthday bonanza. This is the bash. my special birthday bonanza. We had our special birthday bonanza for you back in... Well, I don't know when the episode came out. Probably, actually. The, did it come out in the week of your birthday? Mm, no <laughs> i would say march april yeah no i'm pretty sure yeah but what movie was your birthday bonanza oh my birthday bonanza yeah. movie um because we had god one. was it no i couldn't i couldn't have done that to myself it was the little hours and it came out in Oh June. my god, it was the little hours! Yeah, it was the little hours. Oh yeah, that was my birthday, Vanessa Bash. Yeah. Um, so I know we're all expecting an episode on Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we, I know uh, we promised that we were watching Phantom of the Opera this time. But... Uh, but then we... Remembered we, it was my birthday! We're recording this, yeah, we're recording this early December. So now we're like, oh, actually mid-December. Jesus fucking Christ. It's, it's literally, we're the second half of December. <laughs> it's the 19th. Um, but yeah, we we were like timing this episode and we we're like, oh wait, it's coming after Mari's birthday. So naturally we have to do Mari's birthday episode. Exactly. Phantom of the Opera will be recorded for the first of the year episode. Yeah, it will. It will. And we're actually sticking to it this time. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, how are you coming to the podcast today? I'm still, I'm still me. I'm still the Shrek's earwax candle. Oh, you're still I'm there. I'm now, because um, it's like a tapered design. Because it comes from his ear. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already burned a top half. But now it's getting to the juicier part of the candle. Because where it kind of like spreads out. Mm-hmm. So like whilst a lot of my Christmas mass has been burnt. Mm-hmm. My Christmas cheer and my Christmas joy. Now it's getting more condensed. And it will like shine brighter for like a shorter period. It will shine brighter but it will be shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm slowly running out of juice, but you wouldn't be able to tell by how bright my flame is. But we all know I will not be able to hold on to this forever. Yeah. This is the last and, hurrah. Yeah, it's it's Christmas in one sleep, two sleep, three Six sleeps, sleep, four five sleeps five for sleeps. me because we start a day early. Yeah. Uh, 24th, which is the only way to do it. Um, But yeah, five sleeps until Christmas. I'm fucking jazzed to all hell. Um, gonna be watching Klaus every single day <laughs> next week. <laughs> the best. This is my actually. Your I'm podcast using this platform. Is your new podcast the best idea of all time? Is that what you're gonna call it? <laughs> <laughs> you watch the a really good movie. <laughs> all like all yeah. This is the this is podcast within a podcast. Uh-huh. Best idea of all time. Exactly. Um, but uh, no, I'm using my platform for good. Jesus Christ! Please watch Klaus on Netflix if you haven't already. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the only Christmas movie that, apart from Grinch, has any meaning or value to it. <laughs> it's genuinely such a nice fucking movie, and I've had it with Klaus Landers. Like I, if it just fucking okay, okay. Can I be Frank? Can I be Frank? No. Fucking. Okay, can I be Klaus? (laughs) Yes. See? Fucking watch Klaus. You're welcome! Mm -hmm. Fucking watch Klaus. Anyway, that's me. Yes. Um, How are you coming to the podcast? I am... So it's uh, six days till Christmas, seven days till I turn 26. Oof. (laughs) Or when you're listening to this episode... Mari's already been 26 for two days. Yeah, I want to say two things. One, 26 is a nothing age. 25 is like 25, like you're a quarter of a century. Yeah. 27 is like you've got like a Fall Out Boy song. You've got like that scene from Pride and Prejudice. Like you've got representation. You've and, got... and 27 also feels like, and yeah, there is like, I'm, I'm, I'm 27 now. And it's been, it, like, I would say this year ranks higher than 26. Yeah, and 26, I'm just like, I don't care about being 26. Like it feels like a you never dream about being twenty six. You either dream about being twenty five or twenty seven. Yeah, I'm just like I just want to like let's get let's go through the air. It'll be whatever. I'm fine. Twenty six mm-hmm. is fine. Um, but like I, like I don't care about getting older. I, that's never really been something I like. I fear or anything. Um, yeah. So I'm just kind of like okay. Well, it's more the fact that I keep forgetting my birthday's coming up. Until people yeah. ask me what I want for my birthday, and I've never wanted anything less than people asking me what I want for my birthday. Because I don't want anything except for really big pieces of furniture I currently need for my house. But you can't ask yeah. that when you're going to the Netherlands <laughs> and then coming back to Berlin in a week. Um, you can always go the classic route of like money, please. Yeah, but I don't but like feels... that. That's not fun. Yeah, because it, it's it's I nicer like to have like a gifts. memento. I also wish yeah. that like everyone around me just knew me well enough to give me the perfect present. That's the thing. My God, I like for example, like I love buying Christmas gifts. Yeah, I think it's the funniest thing you can do. I like I genuinely love buying Christmas gifts for people, and I feel like it's such a fun like little thing to do. Yeah. like go searching for gifts. But then people come to me and they're like, "Rena, what do you want?" And I'm like, "Bitch, read me." Yeah, <laughs> it's not like I'm ever quiet about the things I like. Ever. Yeah. I talk about my sh- I the things I like never... constantly. I cannot be that difficult to buy a present for. I have like 20 hobbies. I yes. have so and many hobbies. General gifts are fine as well. I love a candle. I love I love a candle. A book. I love a book or like movie Pair tickets. Pair of socks. Or love socks. Like um, notebooks like cosmetics like you know like oh. shower gel and stuff if you get me like an or Body even if you get me like scrub, a nice whatever. you know you know a nice island or some shit it's so and still for some reason people are like what do you want and i'm like you know what figure it out figure and it like, out i'll be honest about my reply as well <laughs> yeah just don't the only my only rule is don't get me a fucking mug <laughs> don't get me a mug yeah no mug. i want control As over the mugs i have <laughs> You're now past. I'm past by mugs. getting mugs for. I did Christmas. mugs for five straight years, and yeah. I'm not doing mugs anymore. I have them, and I'm I getting... want control over my mugs because I know what I want for mugs. Anything else? Figure it out. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, with mugs, I'm like, because I can always have more mugs. Yeah. You can never have enough mugs, yeah. but I'm like, I want to be the curator I... of my collection from now on. My mug collection is a reflection on me and my wants. So don't get me a mug. Yeah. I know what I want for a mug and you're not going to get it for me. You're not. And the only yeah. mugs that like, you know, 
Unless you're like a really good friend of mine who gets me printed mugs, in which case, don't get me that anymore. But like, I'm appreciative for the ones I had from our uni time. Yeah. I still have the Lemmys one you got me. <laughs> oh, I have, I have all, I have all the I have all, mugs Yeah, I have all the fun to... printed mugs, to be fair. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I already did the mug phase. We're over the mug phase. We're past the mug phase. Only time that you can buy mugs, at least for me, is like if they're like obscenely expensive. <laughs> But even then... That it's like, it's like a designer mug. Because I'm like, I, I'd never get this for myself. Yeah, true. But it needs to be more than 50 euros. And it needs to show. It's more than... It needs to show. And I have to pick it out. That's it. Like, yeah, I yeah. want the control of my mugs. But anyway, the point is, is that I'm currently Shrek rejecting the call to adventure at the start of Shrek 1. Because okay. I am ha- in my cozy little flat. And if you don't know, haven't talked to me in the last two months, the only thing I talk about is how much I love my flat and like how I like being in my flat and how I like having my flat look so cute. It looks really cute. Mm-hmm. I have great taste. I have great taste in mugs. <laughs> They're all mm-hmm. around me. Um, <laughs> I have one right here. Actually, this got gifted to me. <laughs> it's not a mug. It's a glass. Um, and I have to leave and go to the Netherlands, which is currently in lockdown tomorrow, to visit my family. Berlin is not in lockdown, which means I can go to Christmas markets, which I have been doing for the last week. And I can go to the movies and I can go buy clothes. Things I've, I haven't gone to the movies, but I have been buying clothes. I've been going to mm-hmm. museum exhibits. I have to give it all up to go yeah. visit my family tomorrow. And I want to be in my nice, I love my family. Yeah. It has to be said. I like hanging out with them a lot. That's not the mm-hmm. issue. I just don't want to leave the open city where I can go out and do things. Yeah. And the flat that I literally love so much that I don't want to leave yeah. it. <laughs> you haven't been able to spend enough time with the flat yet. Like, you still need that bonding time. I, yeah. It's only been two months. Um, that, that, it, it, you need half a year to, like, you know. Yeah. Soak it in. Exactly. And I have, you know, I got some things I gotta do. I still haven't, you know, gotten dining chair tables, dining table chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a wall I wanna paint. Like I, mm-hmm. I could use my break for that. And I told my family yesterday that I wanted, I was like, why don't you just come to Berlin? Mm-hmm. But then again, we don't wanna go spreading, you know, we don't wanna bring like five people over here and, you know, spread Omicron around and stuff like that. So it makes more sense for me yeah. to go there. Also my grandparents live there and they're old. Um, so I'm going to go home, yeah. but my God, I want to reject the call to adventure. You want to, yeah, you want to reject a call. Adventure. I think, um, my family has a, has a good saying, which is it's not an adventure until you're sorry you came. And I'm just at this point where I'm like, that's what occurred. Like, like, oh, ugh. I'm already, it's all, I'm already, I'm already sorry I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, nothing to do with my family, more to do with the fact that there's a lockdown and yeah. I have a nice flat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, the this Mari, yeah, would you? Oh, are you gonna explain how it works, or would you like to do the honor? Do you want to explain oh. how it works? Because I did the intro. Oh, you did. Okay, so in this podcast, we have six categories, and the categories are story, character, setting, soundtrack, moral, and studio lore. And we rate each category according to how close it gets to Shrek. And then uh, we d- divide the points, add them all together, divide them again, and then we get the perfect, the most ultimate score uh, that tells how close this specific movie got to the Shrek-approved 100%. Yes. Which no movie has been able to get to yet. Yes. Um, but this time. Um, yes. That we did a movie this week that I got to choose because it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I know last mm-hmm. week we did... Was last week um, Godzilla vs. Kong? It was last week that was Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. We've done a lot of kaiju movies. At- it's the one you have to edit for Tuesday. Tuesday. I know. Um, uh, yeah, so essentially we've done a lot of kaiju movies. I think our biggest genre has been kaiju movies currently because we see godzilla we're, we're simple people pacific we Rim like uprising godzilla versus kong kong skull island we have a very high percentage and i want to add king that. of monsters godzilla king of monsters we've done it all yeah <laughs> well we haven't we fucking love kaiju we love a big monster but you know yeah. what we also love a big robot so um there's a movie uh, that combines the two elements, and that's Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite movies ever to be made. 
Um, and I mention it every single time we do a kaiju movie. And now for my yeah. birthday, we're watching, we just watched Pacific Rim. Yeah. So <clears throat> if for some, some reason you haven't seen Pacific Rim, it is a 2013 movie directed by our man, Guillermo del Toro. Um, and it's about a bunch of kaijus coming through an interdimensional inter portal. Uh, it's called The Breach at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. And so they make a big group of all the countries around them are like, we're going to build, we're going to fight the monsters with monsters of our own. And they make oh. Jaegers and the Jaegers are big robots like a piloted by two people because the neural load is too much for one person. So you need two people to share the neural load to be able to punch the Kaiju in the face. And honest to God, that's the movie, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you that's more the of the movie. plot. <laughs> but that's the so, movie. Um, so essentially it starts off with uh, Rally Beckett, who lo lost his brother Yancey um, in a kaiju Yancey's attack. such a funny the name. Yeah, I know, right? They're both pilots. Yancey's now fucking dead. Um, and they decide to defund the, the, the Jaeger program to make this big fucking wall. Because God knows that's a good idea. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a kaiju attack in Sydney and smashes straight through the wall <laughs> almost immediately. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, no. But they've defunded the Jaeger program and they put them all into the Shadow Dome in Hong Kong. And then uh, Stagger Pentecost, the big general commander dude, uh, played by Idris Elba, goes up to Raleigh and is like, you should join the Jaeger program again. And he's like, no, man, it's behind me. And then he's Pentecost, refusing the call to adventure. He refused like the call are. to adventure. And then Pentecost says, haven't you heard? The world is ending. And would you, why would you rather die here on a Jaeger? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the line that gets Raleigh to join. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if someone sold it to me that way, I'd be like, I'd fucking die in a Jaeger, I guess. I would also say, I know it's off by heart. Um, this yeah. is, I'm not yeah, reading. Yeah, you know, this movie lying <laughs> yeah, by line. Lying by line. Um, so essentially, like, they go, uh, they try and find Raleigh a partner, and then, like, um, Pentecost has his adopted daughter, essentially, he calls it a system, but, like, adopted daughter. Um, and that's Mako, and Mako is great, and they're like, we're probably different compatible, but then Pentecost is like, you can't do that, because she's got a lot of trauma, and then Raleigh's just like, don't we all, buddy? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, well, thank God, I am... <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, fine, so... I'm 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 blank slate. I have <laughs> nothing that could possibly be a hindrance mentally. Yeah, good thing that I'm normal. So um, yeah. eventually eventually they're like, well, look, it's gonna be fine. And then they do a test and then it's not fine, but then like it's after <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um mm -hmm. then there's um yeah, so then it's also like, oh, hey, by the way, the kaiju are going to increase in numbers because they want to, like, take over the Earth. They're not just here attacking. Because, uh, oh, by the way, side plot, Newt and Herman are, like, mm -hmm. the two scientists, and Newt is, like, they figure an all this idiot. Out. Sorry? Oh, they just, like, figure all it out. They in the figure background. it out, and also, this this is when Newt um, drifts <laughs> with a kaiju brain, which is important if you listen to the Pacific Rim Uprising yeah. story. Because that's what started this fucking nonsense. Oh. And then, like, you're going to have to do it. Pentecost, like, you got to do that again. So he goes off to find, like, Hannibal Chow, which is the coolest name in the entire world. Yeah. Um, and then, like, like, yeah. So there's another, okay, but then there's another fucking attack while that's all going on. And um, almost all the Jaegers are dispatched, except for, like, Rally and Mako. I'm not going to use their fucking Jaeger name because it's stupid. I'll just call it Danger, but mm -hmm. like their full name is like, you know, a, a slur. So let's not mm -hmm. use that. Yeah. Um, but then like, uh, it's all going wrong. So then Pentecost is like, fine, bring out the, the other dudes. And then they they go in mm -hmm. and they destroy it. Um, and then they destroy the kaiju and then Newt is able to get to the brain. And then um, Newt and Herman drift with the brain. Oh, sorry, it's not even the brain. It's the fucking baby that comes out of the kaiju. Yeah. There's a baby in the kaiju. And they drift with the baby brain. <laughs> they drift with the baby brain. And then discover that, like, they can only get into the breach if they have, like, kaiju DNA on them. 
So this is when the last thing happens, and we're like, you know, we're all, we're gonna, you know, once more into the breach, we're gonna destroy the breach. Yeah. Uh, final assault. They go in. It's a whole thing. There's a whole bunch of kaiju's, and eventually, like Pentecost sacrifices himself and his big nuclear um, Jaeger to destroy the breach, and um, and it seems like uh, Mako and Rally are gonna die, and they don't. And <laughs> and da 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 da. -da. <laughs> And that's the entire movie, more or less. The bridge collapses. The bridge collapses. Kaijus can no longer come on Earth. They rally and Mako do the hit butt of love. Yeah. And they live happily ever after. Yeah. Um, and then because, because uprising until doesn't Pacific happen. Rim Uprising. <laughs> it, does, it didn't happen. Not in this universe. Not in this universe. Um, so the first category is story. There's... <laughs> well, I have to say, there's monsters... <laughs> There's monsters and people fighting against the monsters. <laughs> but it, I think, you know, the interesting thing about like, you know, the idea of monsters in this, that both sides are referred to as monsters. Well, only the one line. We, but I think we it, build monsters of our own. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of those things where it's like, hey, I understand the concept of a monster because we're all monsters, depending on what you fucking do. This, I feel like this is just in the yeah. Witcher episode as well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's talking about, like, you know, the definition of a monster. Um, I, I saw, I've seen all of Successions, and I, I, can, I, can, I, I can safely say they are all monsters. <laughs> I know nothing about Succession, and I believe you. I have no yeah. idea what it's about. Um, monsters. Yeah. And so is Shrek, <laughs> and so is Pacific Rim. So is Shrek. Yeah. Um, but, like, Shrek is nice because, like, Shrek is seen as a monster, but the real monster is Farquaad or the fairy godmother or the king. or And here it's definitely the kaiju. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, can't really have... The kaiju are the bad guys. That. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to fight them. There's really no two ways about it either. The plot is... No, like, it's we, very straightforward. Yeah, it's... it's um, it was interesting. I was I was uh, reading a interview by... Uh, from, uh, with Guillermo, mm -hmm. and he's like, "This isn't Ibsen. This is just mo like robots fighting yeah. monsters." And I was yeah. like, "Hell, it, this is basically Ibsen to me." Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to me, yeah. that's my Ibsen, and that's all we need. Yeah, like we don't need anything else. It's just that. Um, yeah, and I think in the same way, there's a certain kind of simplicity to Shrek because it is literally just a fairy tale. Yeah, they both. Yeah, it's like. They're two sides of the same coin. They're two sides of the same coin. Shrek is fairy just a fairy tale, and, and this is mash. just a fucking monster mash, sure. Monster and robot mash. Yeah. Um, Shrek does not try and kill, destroy a monster with a boat. So that's minus 10 points for Shrek. But <laughs> I would argue that they utilize a Jaeger when they, they want to take down another bad person. When they, they have... Create a monster of their own. They create a monster of their own. They create Mongo. Mongo. And they use Mongo to get to Fairy Godmother, mm -hmm. who's a monster. Mm -hmm. What is Mongo if not a... Um, Kai no, a Jaeger. A Jaeger. Um, also, is, is Dragon a Kaiju? Or is it just... Is Dragon just supposed to be that size, so it's not a Kaiju? I think Kaiju... Um, the the definition of kaiju is like a really big beast, right? Yeah, so dragon is a kaiju. Dragon is definitely a kaiju, but like not, but like not a kaiju in Pacific Rim way, because Pacific Rim kaiju are bad. Okay, no, I have to tell this story now. You know what I found out? Okay, an interview got dropped okay. like three days ago um, with Gamble del Toro, and yeah. it blew my mind. Because for yeah, the first yeah. time, someone asked, like, hey, Pacific Rim Uprising was a fucking train wreck. What was your plan? Because he was going to do Pacific Rim Uprising or Pacific Rim 2 and then had to leave to go do Shape of Water. Um, mm -hmm. Which is fine, because either way, <laughs> the story yeah. is fucking wild. Um, so he then revealed what, he, what his plan for the plot was. His plan was that the kaiju mm -hmm. were going to, were actually people from the future in giant organic like monster suits who were time traveling Jaegers of their own Jaegers of their own who were time traveling back through an interdimensional portal 
to get to the earth and re like take it for themselves because they destroyed the earth in the future so they needed to go back in time to be mm-hmm. able to live on that earth and that was mm-hmm. like that secretly there's actually humans in the kaiju and i, I was know. just like okay so the sequel would have been a fucking trip either way like if it was yeah. Steven tonight which is the one we got or gamba del toro either way yeah, neither neither were needed neither <laughs> pacific rim didn't need a sequel <laughs> only good thing that's come out of pacific rim sequel is pacific uprising rim thing no I'll, yeah it's a good but like from uprising specifically it's just the scene where um john boyega makes ice cream yeah that's a good scene that's the only thing. That's like I, I, I retain nothing else. But he could be part of like you know a cooking video where he does that. Yeah. We don't need that. I, t- I take it. I yeah, take you it. didn't. You you don't need the movie for it. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm like, that's the one thing. <laughs> the scene does not justify the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, is that like if we go with Guillermo lore, which we it's... absolutely will not. Which we won't. Because that takes away the fun monster bit of the yeah, entire movie. Yeah, there's just this Travis It's such a Beacom. weird retcon. Yeah, it's it's such a wild retcon. I was like, so either way, this oh my god, I literally had to like sit down and think about it for ten minutes after I read the interview. I was like, what but a it's fucking also, time. Also, I'm pretty sure Pacific- isn't that isn't that the Attack on Titan the Attack on Titan plotline? There's actually I can't humans. remember, but it, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was like suddenly weird like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm just like, that's the thing. Pacific Rim, it had no subtitle to it. It was just called Pacific Rim. Yeah. It's perfect as it is. We don't need any more. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yes. Everything gets wrapped up in a nice little bow. It's all fine. I genuinely feel, and I know this is also in conjunction with the rumors of a Shrek 5 movie coming out, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um Hollywood doesn't know how to end things or when they to end don't. things. And sometimes you don't need to keep going. This is this is what we've learned. This is why we don't go past Shrek 2. Yeah. We don't need not more. To, not to be a person who just watched the third season of Succession, but I am <laughs> mortified, terrified, scared that the next season won't be the last. <laughs> the next season absolutely needs to be the last season for story and mental health. Yeah. But I'm like I I'm I'm cautious mm-hmm. and I'm ready to be let down because mm-hmm. Hollywood doesn't know how to end jack shit. And this includes Guillermo del Toro, who's one of my favorite directors. Yeah. After that interview, it's I was like, we don't need it. It's not a skill people have. We don't apparently. need it. Um, anything else for story? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, refusal of a call to adventure. I feel like that's been a bit of a theme today. <laughs> um, Shrek refuses the call. And Raleigh 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 refuses a call. Raleigh refuses to rally for the call adventure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have a feeling they both really have a lot of the traits of the hero's journey. (laughs) What? What? Hey, let's go. (laughs) I don't know. Raleigh. I don't know the hero's journey off my heart, and at this point, I'm not going to learn anymore. Like, I don't want to. Raleigh is happy where he is, uh-huh. fighting monsters. Uh-huh. Something happens that upsets his entire world. Yeah. Where And Shrek, Shrek has the fucking fairy tale creatures on his swamp, and Raleigh loses a brother, and then they live miserable lives for a little while, and then they get a call to adventure, and they're like both like, fuck no, I'm just going to be here in my misery, that's fine, whatever. But then they're also like, okay, let's tentatively see what the fuck is up. Then um, they go on a journey where they meet new people, <laughs> forge meaningful connections with people around them, um, find joy and defend their friends from foes. And then um, they... They come back changed. Do the do the big 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 fight mm-hmm. or like the big thing person not, not necessarily not a big fight but it's like that they're in the pits yeah. you know um shrek thinks fiona doesn't love him rally feels like the, the or like the world is about to end the dark night of the soul if you will see i know like <laughs> loose phrases of the hero's journey i just don't know yeah. what order they go on in and like at this point i'm no longer learning <laughs> yeah and then they both um they're kind of like at at that point it's like yeah there's n- nothing to do anymore we have lost all hope um 
whatever. But then they find the final little t- like little thing and they, they drag themselves out of the hole and they go with the sword that they have won, which is their self-esteem and their belief in the goodwill oh, of others. Oh, hold and on. I was going to say, Pacific Rim has specifically a real sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like that Jaeger has the a sword full can't sword. Be metaphorical it's not metaphorical at Pacific Rim. It's physical. just literal. And yeah, then they win. And then they return back to the world of the living the way things were. A change. Having, having changed. For the better. Okay. Um, change for the better. Great song from Wicked. Anyway. Uh, good analysis. Can we grade? I'm gonna... I feel like that's a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I just think I just described both movies. Toe to tip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna match you with a hundred. I'm yeah. gonna go for it. Why not? I have like it's, no, it's like I, like I'd fight it because I know in my heart of hearts it may not be a hundred, but like I'm not gonna fight you on it for Pacific Rim. <laughs> um, the next category. I just gave the listeners proof that they are the same movie. Characters. I wanted to say. Okay, so you know what I was gonna say when I was thinking about this for characters because mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, a little bit of thought, a little bit of think before the podcast yeah and i was like rally isn't really a character you know he's just he's some a, guy he's a protagonist but here's he's, the thing and then i was like but guess so is Geralt, and Geralt is the most shrek like character that there is in all of pop culture that isn't shrek yeah like, everyone who's seen the season the first season of the witcher has been like Geralt and yaskir are shrek and donkey are shrunky are yeah. shrunky and then I was like, "That is the fucking reason why we started this podcast is we both watched Witcher, Witcher, and we started talking about like, oh my god, yeah. trunky dynamic, trunky dynamic with these two. Um, we we're like, let's make a podcast about it. Listen, literally, did you know that this podcast actually started because of The Witcher, not because of Shrek? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so then I realized like, Rally is like not grumpy, but he's the. You just explained the whole story. He is Shrek." But he's he is actually grumpy in the start because he's like, oh, I don't want to go to fight in the Jaeger, and not until he's like, oh, you want to fucking die in the Jaeger instead of hair, um, you know. He's grumpy towards anyone else who's not Mako or and even he's grumpy to, Sacker, to he's grumpy. Yeah, true, and he's grumpy to like authority, especially right. Yeah, he defies and which is Shrek hates authority. Look, a king hates authority. Like, no, sorry, what did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> All kings hate we, authority. We, we, lo- we love a humble king we, who hates authority. We love a humble king who hates authority. Um, so I think that, like, the, like, despite the fact that, like, yeah, he's not super Shrek-like, but he's Shrek-like, you know? He's, he's, he doesn't talk too much. He has more, like, um, golden retriever energy than Shrek. Yeah. He's supportive with like choice words you know he yeah. doesn't go like he doesn't start like reciting poetry but when he says something it's like ah yeah that's a nice thing you you helped Aww, me through that you almost had an american accent in that line but only barely because <laughs> my <laughs> god every time i watch this charlie hunnam just gets like less and less american <laughs> yeah and who else has like an accent that's like huh interesting shrek shrek exactly um, also, complete side note, but I think it has to be said. I could, I could say this in studio lore, but I'm going to say it now. There's a okay. there's a bunch of deleted scenes that Guillermo got rid of because he was like, these are too focused on characters, and this isn't a, this isn't like a character exploration. And I was like, I disagree, but that doesn't matter. Um, what the fuck happens with Mako? I was like, just what like, is yeah. Mako's entire thing? Well, Mako didn't <laughs> have any deleted scenes, I think. But like the two Australian um, dudes. Oh yeah, um, father and son. Yeah, what are they? Uh, why have I forgotten their names? Uh, the Hercules. Oh yeah, and someone else, the grumpy frat boy. <laughs> grumpy frat boy. It's gonna kill me if I don't don't. Um, Her- Chuck, Chuck and Herc. Chuck, of course. Chuck and Herc. If, if you would have, if if I could have like name him. Yeah. Like let's come up with like a fake name because we don't remember the real one. I would have called him Chuck. Yeah. Um, they have like a lead scene together where they're they're yelling at each other in in australian just straight up australian and it gets so thick the accents that you can no longer understand what they're saying it's <laughs> honestly i was like why would you cut that out it's so good i literally have i've watched that scene multiple times because i have the dvd with the scenes and yeah. i every time i'm just like i don't know what's going on like i have no idea what they're saying i'm just here i'm just here for the spec spectacle <laughs> exactly um anyway i think if shrek had a father 
he would have a shouting match with his father ogre who left him i mean they have reasons to fight and i feel like that would also get thick scottish accent like fast you know yeah but i feel like i can understand a thick scottish accent but like i didn't realize i could not understand the thick australian accent yeah fair um i think the same but yeah so i think mako is fiona because she mm-hmm. is like denied what she should have which is yeah Fiona jaeger and she gets it she thrives and she's really good at fighting she thrives yeah and you know they you know they they yeah and also it's a little bit shrek's two journey two with like stacker pentecost because like they have like the little thing where it's like okay yeah mako is like i respect i i i'm not what what did she say it's not that was the um it's it's not a beat i i texted it to you yeah i'm, I know. I'm gonna find it i know what you Hold mean on. it's not mm-hmm, it's respect but i can't remember what the mm-hmm is it's it's not obedience it's oh respect. yeah that's it that's it that's it yeah and i feel like fiona has the similar kind of thing in shrek too because he she for the parents wants to go through all the like bells and whistles of yeah. like being like a queen and princess and a queen and she does those things but she also like deep within doesn't want to do certain things certain way yeah because if the parents want to do it but then they like learn to find you know their own language and then all fiona wants is to be accepted as an ogre yeah. by her parents and they do and she's better for it and mako gets stacker pentecosts you know respect and being like i yeah i'm like i believe mako i believe in you mm-hmm. you're gonna be great at this so it's it's both uh shrek what movies for mm-hmm. fiona exactly um and stacker pentecost therefore is the both the king and queen you know the establishment yeah. of that he's also like you know the the the, the leading he's a marshal not commander marshal mm-hmm. and like he's just you know he he thinks he knows best and and, and he like and he does it a lot of time it. yeah but but not always authority is it is not infallible exactly or is infallible yeah i don't know um i think newt and herman are the the combined donkey yeah (laughs) yeah newt more so than herman but also they're like i i feel like i know these men are supposed to be the they have billion fucking phds and they're like smart boys (laughs) But they are, they need to come together to form a single brain cell. Oh, 100%. My God, you know that I used to know exactly how many PhDs Newt had. Newt has more I than I know Herman. this. I baited oh, yeah. you. Yeah, with yeah, this yeah, com- yeah, yeah, comment. yeah, yeah. This is like the secret. There's a lot of secrets you don't know about me. I have so much knowledge <laughs> on Newt and Geisler. Because first of all, like the movie is like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to lore. There's so much more lore that like Travis yeah. Beacom like created. You know, you know that canonically, um, Herman Geisler, played by fucking what's his face, the guy from Torchwood. The guy from Torchwood. Why can I think of it? Um, is he a, is he from Torchwood? Burn Gornum. He... Gorman. Yes, he is from Torchwood. He, yeah. He's in yeah. Burn Gornum. Gorman. Um, canonically, Herman has a model wife. <laughs> and that's just she's just someplace else waiting for the world to end also um i relate to herman because herman was in berlin in studying and working uh, at the tu university in 2020 and so am i i'm not going to and university so but you. i'm working in berlin <laughs> and yeah and i was yeah. in 2020 as well only now it's almost 2022 yeah um but yeah Counts. these are my fun facts i have so many fun facts about like all of them <laughs> do you want to do you want to just do you want to let loose no no i'll i'll keep i'll keep like you know throwing them in, in every now okay. and then like you know um we'll get there but yeah i'm fine with characters yep um 80 80 why not <laughs> yeah we have jaeger we have mongo that's also like we never have a jaeger yeah Okay, setting. Or Mongo. Or Mongo. Oh, we have Mongo sometimes. But... We have a Mongo every now and then. We've had a lot of kaiju <laughs> movies. Um, so, setting. This is, like, the near 
this was the near future in 2013 because the movie came out in 2013 and mm-hmm. um the setting was at the time the first kaiju attack was 2013 so like it was the near future then and then like yeah. you go to um in 2020 that's when the when yancy gets killed and it's 2025 because yeah. it's five years after that that the rest of the movie takes place so it's still the near future but also like the middle of it for us yeah but it was yeah. kind of like with the idea of like this could happen this year um and it didn't and instead we got a fucking pandemic instead in 2020 a kaiju of its own a kaiju of its own also seems to you know i'm not saying it's not like end of the world but it's like god we really don't know what to do about this one eh um yes so it's set in the the world but it's a little bit different um yeah and not a complete fantasy world like a shark yeah um they go to a whole bunch of places. <laughs> they go to a bunch of different places. You know, Alaska, um, Hong Kong, uh, Sydney. <laughs> the Pacific Rim, if you will. Yeah. it's But yeah, it's kind of like... Like, a big part of the Pacific Rim movie is like how it's like a global effort yeah. to fight these fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. And Shrek? No. It's not a global effort. It's not global. Because the entire point, well, we'll get into this tomorrow, but the point of Pacific Rim is that it's the world coming together to fight one big evil. Again, could learn a lot from that now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. during our own personal mini apocalypse. What if the world yeah. came together and, like, I don't know, distributed some vaccines to every country? It just goes to show what a fantasy it is. It is. It is, <laughs> it is actually. Pacific Rim is a fantasy because we're going yeah. off of the assumption that the world would ever work together to do anything. Anything. To save yeah. the actual world that we're currently living in. Yeah. So in that case, it's a lot like Shrek. It's, it's a lot like Shrek. It's a pure fairy tale. It's a pure fairy tale. I'm going to get 100 for setting. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to give it 70. Um, that's a, uh, 85. Purely because, like, we barely, we don't step into Europe. That's the minus 30%. That's the, that's the only thing. But a lot of the characters have lived in Europe. That's true. That's the, that's the, otherwise it would have been 60. That's the 10%. That's the, that's So it makes it 70. Yeah. Uh, music. Okay, so the music is by Raman Jawadi, who has done only iconic soundtracks. I know we're all like, ooh, Hans Zimmer. And I'm just like, okay, but this dude, this dude yeah. did like um, the, the Game of Thrones opening. That's uh, a good one. Like, it's all this memorable stuff, right? Like, there was other stuff. Yeah. Uh, he did, oh, he did Warcraft, which I think we mentioned on the uh, which podcast. Which I, I fucking love. Uh, Westworld, also good. You know, also good. And also, like, this uh, movie had a sound, like, whenever. Like, it's just, it's rules. Um, whenever there's a movie soundtrack that features a male choir doing like, ooh, mm-hmm. ah, that's it for me. <laughs> that's the song You're for sold. Me. You're just like, I'm there. I love a good choir. Ooh, <laughs> ah. You're easily pleased with that. Yeah. Um, and this, like, this has, like, like, this has, you know, the motif of, like, Dylan, mm-hmm. Like, it comes coming back, like, the Shrek soundtrack has a motif. It doesn't have any singing. See, okay, this is my main Diagetic issue singing. with Pacific Rim, the movie. Because um, I have currently started watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. And I have never being so enamored by an opening song uh-huh. as I am for that series. So much so that I have it like in my like winter specific Spotify playlist right yeah. now and I listen to it daily. I fucking love it. I, I'm like, I never skip to credits and it's just so fucking choice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you have a movie with big robot robots and big beasts, you kind of need one like... A so- like, like a song, a song. like a, sa- a sang song. A sa- yeah, it could have been even in the beginning, but like a full on, like a big tune. Yes, need a big tune. But I think the Pacific Rim soundtrack is so iconic outside of that that it kind of is okay. I I know I need I need a big tune. I did I it didn't know it was tune, missing though. it. It Mari, it doesn't have 
the big tune. It, it has, has big tunes. It had big tunes. It has it the big tune. It does have the big tune. It has the fucking. It's not singing, but it's got the electric guitar doing the whole Pacific Rim song. That's a it's big tune fine. for me. It's fine. And I know I, a lot of people would agree with I me as well. Well, then that's your side of the war, and I will gather my people. Comment in the Instagram your <laughs> team Reinhardt, team Mari. This is the start of our own war. And just, I, this is my stance. Okay. I need a big tune with lyrics. You just want someone singing. That's it. I just want, I just want, hoo-ha is good. Yeah. But I also, it just, I just, hey, it just. Oh, yeah, the... Around Remy Jawadi also did Iron Man. Ah, oh, yeah. the first one. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of big names. Big, big songs. Big mm-hmm. musics. Um, who did the Shrek soundtrack? We, I feel like we've discussed this thought about this before, but like, yeah. I never really like register it. I don't retain it. Even though it's good. The soundtrack album is by Mike Cohen. But a whole bunch of other people did stuff on it. Yeah, for like the songs and stuff. But like the actual like score was John Powell, score. I think, right? I'm not even sure it's John Powell. Anyway, um, wanna rate? Yeah, big tunes. Um, hoo ha! I don't know if Shrek has hoo ha, so I don't know if that's a point in its flavor. Uh huh. But like motive, big tune. Seventeen. Uh, but no diegetic singing and no. The big song. Yeah, so. 70. Um, um, I'm doing 70. 62. Okay. 66. Okay, moral. Hu- human must come together to destroy big evil. That's it. That's it. That's literally the moral. And like, this is like, Guillermo has and said Shrek it like 20,000 like, times. Shrek's like, friendship needs to be come together to destroy big evil yeah he has to learn to like i mean i have to argue that both rally and shrek need to learn to open up a little bit to um accept yeah. accept the call to adventure and then destroy the big monster yeah uh, so does pentecost wh- pentecost also has to like fucking accept everyone and what what is farquad but not an evil colonizer he is an evil colonizer and that's the same as the kaiju yeah if, so, no matter you know, what the kaiju are Looking at you, Grandma Toro, they are definitely mm-hmm. colonizers. That's their point. Whether they are humans yeah. in big sacks of meat or <laughs> if they are just kaiju, but yeah, one so makes fights... more sense than the other. <laughs> Shrek and Co fight against a colonizer. Yeah. Okay. And colonizing is bad. Yeah, colonization is you bad. Need to kill them. Destroy <laughs> colonizers. That's a pretty, yeah. actually solid moral. Solid moral, and both movies have it. Yeah. Um, it's not even it's not a moral we have had before no it's a new angle but like let's accept it yeah yeah oh uh, absolutely i'm loving this mm-hmm. wait See, why is wait 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 wait, wait, wait why is farquaad a colonizer because he tries to um take lands from the fairy tale creatures oh he does he take the land. them away he, but like i thought he was just driving them out i thought it was just like you know they were in his he already had the land he was just driving them out well, it's just dis- the... just racism. I think it's I think it's both. Yeah, hey. I think there's also like I I can't remember, but I feel like there's some sort of like reason that he needs like he wants to build like Disneyland, fucking Disneyland yeah. or something, <laughs> and he needs the land for that. So he needs to like with with the help of racism. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually, um, push him out. Should we watch Shrek at some point? I feel like we should. Um, I mean our um. New Year's tradition. Yearly review is coming. Yeah, yearly review is coming up. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to give this a 66. 76. Okay. So that's a 71. And last but not least, studio lore. Okay. Go, go wild. <laughs> go hog wild. So this wasn't actually... I'm, I'm going to be silent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just gonna say facts about Pacific Rim then, because it's not even oh, shark related. Because yeah. it's like, um, so Pacific Rim um, was not actually a Guillermo del Toro idea. It was a Travis Beacom idea. Um, I think I've covered this in a Pacific Rim uprising before, actually. But essentially, like they, he and Guillermo worked together at one point. It didn't end up happening. But apparently, what they were trying to work on before is now out on Amazon. So that's interesting. 
Um, yeah. But uh, then later on, okay, so you know what the interesting thing is? We have talked about NGS and how, like, it's a lot like Pacific Rim um, because of the entire concept of Jaegers and, like, mechs and things like that. Yeah. But Travis Beacom didn't, like, has never cited NGS as one of his influences, which is strange if you've seen even one episode of it. Um, Because it's, he was, like, um, walking along the coastline of, like, California or some shit. And then he was like, wouldn't it be cool if a big monster came out of the water? And that was his inciting yeah. incident to create this universe. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, Even if he hasn't seen it, then there's been someone in his vicinity who has seen it and have injected, like, He must have seen it! Because po- there, there's so many... Even the, even the, like, father-adopted daughter... Yeah. weird relationship thingy that's that's from that's from neon genesis evangelion and then like the, they have like juice in their helmet yeah that's the from juice neon genesis evangelion. <laughs> the way they like drop the I hint loved, i can't remember who it was but like i think it was like some tumblr post at some point that was said yeah. like i every time the juice goes out of the helmet i think it's them sucking up the juice really fast like <laughs> I see it. I'm just like, ooh, they're drinking the juice. It, it's like a beer helmet. You, know? <laughs> exactly. that you can drink out of. There's like a little. There's a little straw for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's but like it's. I feel like I feel like um, maybe I've done enough research to be fair. But at this point, I feel like I know quite a little bit about Pacific Rim. I would but, like um, to see the also like side by side comparison of what what's the language and shots that they use whenever they start up. A robot in Neon Genesis, uh-huh. and what's the language and the imagery that we get whenever we start Jaeger? Because I feel like there's like so much overlap there as well, just regarding like the commands they give mm-hmm. and the like phrases they use. It would be interesting. Just you just know, watch that, them side by side. Uh, complete like just a different fact. Uh, Losent mm-hmm. is voiced by uh, the woman who did Gladys in Portal. I, I, yeah, yeah, I keep I think, hearing it. Yeah. Like, I, every single time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh, it's GLaDOS. It is. GLaDOS, sorry, not GLaDOS. That's um, kind of yeah. Studio Lori, where it's like, you know, it's built on, it's standing on the shoulders of a giant, much like Shrek. It is, you know, but it's not based off of a book. material. It's not really, it's the, not. but it's it's in a genre that, to a lot of people, is familiar. Um, yeah. If you like mech anime. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not based off the book, uh, but that's fine. There were books written after that. And yeah. <laughs> um, there's a sequ- sequel. There's a TV show. Shrek doesn't have a TV show. Well, Shrek has like... Things. I would say, I think it's like it's like short stories. Yeah, short stories, exactly. I feel like it must have come out of TV at some point. Yeah, it doesn't have like a proper show, but like it, it it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a theme park ride, which we discussed in <gasps> Uprising. It's, it's, it is a Pacific Rim Uprising theme park ride, not a Pacific Rim uh, theme park the ride. But it's the same as with um, Shrek. It's not, like, movie-specific. It's not movie-specific. It is movie-specific. It's specifically Uprising. Oh, but, oh, oh, right, right, right. But, but, it's, but, but, but you know. Recognizable stuff. Recognizable, you know? exactly. IP. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's still, you know, vibes. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is it just, like... I'm looking at it now, and I, it actually might just be. Um... No, it isn't. It is just like a general Pacific Rim one. Oh, I thought okay. for some reason I thought it was uh, specifically uprising. Uprising specific. Um, I've watched the video on it. I should have remembered. I fucking watched the video of it, yeah. and I want to go on that it fucking looks ride. Sick. I want to go looks on so it. So cool! Bad. I love it. Where was it in the states? It was in Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah. Right. So we need to... And they have their own Jaeger that they made for it, which has the coolest name out of every Jaeger, which is Storm Garuda. Which is such a cool name for a Jaeger. We need to go to Indonesia. We need to go to Indonesia. Um, There is... uh, Wait, hold on. There's a a video game as well, which received bad reviews. Um, I... See, okay, so this is a, 
a fighting video game, but I'm pretty sure there was a um, a strategy Pacific Rim game or based off of Pacific Rim, but not officially Pacific Rim at some point. Oh, I'm like 90% sure there was, but I I wouldn't know how to find the information on that because I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. Um, we will go with your hunch. We yeah. Will, we will take it in. Yeah. It might not be permissible in court, but it is permissible in the court of love. Yeah. We just warm it up. Um, and that's it. Give give us some fun facts. Um, Del Toro has does not want a third installment. Good for him. Good for him. Um. Uh, I had to, I had God, fun facts. I wish I I, I wish Shrek had done that after the second movie. Well, right. So, like we're fine now. But the, interestingly enough, like Uprising ends with such a way of like we're gonna do a sequel, but yeah. now they're just like you know what? What if we just like let's not do it? Don't do that after all. Um, it was filmed in Australia. Um. There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, no, this was the interesting thing that I, I thought was interesting. So, they had a mm-hmm. whole bunch of scenes. And I, I mentioned it briefly before. They had a whole bunch of scenes that were really focused on the characters and they really fleshed out the characters more. And Guillermo del Toro, that's when he was like, oh, this isn't Ibsen. Like, we're not going to, this oh. isn't a character piece. So, we're going to cut out all of these because we want to focus on the monsters versus Kaiju. Oh. And I think it's interesting because the, the, he keeps hammering home that the entire point of the movie is like humanity coming together but then they he doesn't so, want to show the intricate moments of humanity and yeah. i understand like we can't but like i like the i, I, mean, I, I like the like deleted scenes could, yeah because i'm like the, the point is kind of like what makes them what makes humans different from kaijus and that's like you know the kaijus don't cooperate they just come and do stuff yeah so it would be kind of like interesting to be like you know humans we forge connections and this is what we do and we save the world together and the characters are so but, striking as well it's not like it's not like the monsterverse uh the like the yeah i was just gonna say i was like i wish someone had said this to whoever wrote um godzilla versus kong yeah we have too many human moments that no one gives absolutely no exactly. shit exactly and with this it's like well no actually you've created really fleshed out characters so you might as well go for it you know yeah like it it makes more sense in this context than in any of the other movies i want to know seen what recently. everyone's doing yeah at all times exactly so you know well whatever um mari as a birthday gift to you mm-hmm what is your absolute favorite piece of Pacific Rim lore? <laughs> Go on, tell me. Share. Like, in-universe lore? In-universe, what's something that you just, you just, you know, okay, hold no, dear, I don't know. near and dear to your uh, heart? I don't want to hold dear, near and dear to my heart. So Herman and Newt, they mm-hmm. canonically wrote letters to each other for like 10 years before they ever yeah. met. They wrote letters to each other being like, oh, I love your work. I love what you do. And they just like exchanged letters. They were pen pals. The yeah. moment they met, they hated each other. They met for the first time after like several years of exchanging letters. They met each other and they were like, fuck that dude. I hate this guy. And I think that's perfect. That's, that shows. It's like, it's like my favorite. Actors, it, oh, 100%. I'm just like, I absolutely live for that shit. That is excellent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, that's my favorite fun fact. Um, I feel like I have more facts, but that's the one that comes to me right now. Yeah. You're under pressure. I get I'm it. I'm under pressure. Exactly. You're going to you're gonna wake up at 2 a.m. and you're going to go, <gasps> I could have told this one. Yeah. Um, so do we want to rate studio, uh, give Studio Lore a grade? Yeah. Let's go with um, Funky 70. Why not? Yeah. I don't know what what I'm basing it on, but that's the general vibe. I'm going to go with 70 as well. Okay. I'm going to calculate this. And Okay, I'm going to tell you what movie we're watching next week. Okay. 100% this time. Phantom of the fucking opera. We're going there. We're going to do it. I, like, again, can't state this enough. I have fucking seen the movie and I refuse to have it be in vain. Because if we don't do an episode on it, it would have been in vain. Because I've already seen it once. I did not have to see it again. Because fuck that time, that two-hour point. Okay, Rena. Um, Rena. But yeah, 
We've done it. Phantom of the Opera Rock Rita. next time. And Mari, what is the score for Pacific Rim? We it did it. It's pretty fucking high. It's the new highest score. <laughs> the old highest score was Thor Ragnarok episode four. Oh episode four was Thor Ragnarok, which was a 75. Mm-hmm. Pacific Rim is a 78.7. Wow. <laughs> we have a new king. We have a new king. This is not Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This is Pacific Rim, King of the Movies. King of the Movies. Or Prince, because the King is Shrek. A pr- uh, uh, yeah, Prince. Crown Prince of Movies. Crown Prince. Fresh Crown Prince of Movies. Oh, Pacific Rim. I love this for us. I love, I love for me. This what a good birthday them. present. Hmm? What a good per- birthday present. Oh, I mean, yeah. This is like, uh, me having oh, you the world. Another cool fact about Pacific Rim. Because I didn't oh, notice yeah. it until this movie. So, um, this watching, sorry. I've seen Pacific Rim mm-hmm. every year for the past, since 2013, probably. Um, but, like, this t- this watch round, I didn't, like, I missed one line by Hannibal Chad that I never paid attention to. Where, like, you see these people in, like, these weird robes walking through the bone slums. And yeah. then... Hannibal Chow has like a throwaway line about the fact that they like worship the kaiju and they think the kaiju oh, is like the reckoning yeah. um, from God. And it's like a cult. And it's really interesting because that cult comes back in Pacific Rim the Black uh, right at the end. Spoilers for Pacific Rim the Black. It's too late. It's been spoiled now. But right yeah. in the last episode, that comes in. And I just thought that was really neat that there's that's, a kaiju that's, cult. That's the world building we want to see. We love it. There's a lot of world building in this. Um, and a lot that like it's really well thought out. And it's really nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's it from next from week. Us. Phantom, uh, of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Yes. Go enjoy yourself. It's almost New Year's Eve. Now are the couple days when you don't have to do fuck all exactly for New Year's Eve. And See you then next it's week. gonna be a disappointing night out uh-huh. for all of us. Exactly. Woo-hoo! Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Good night. Good night, night va- No, that's the wrong. Good podcast. night. Good night, Shrek Shrekers. Nation. <laughs> Shrek Nation. Good night, Shrek Nation. Good night. Good night.